This is Bariatric Life Podcast, where we share stories about weight loss surgery. We are not doctors, nor have we ever played one on TV. Please contact your doctor for medical advice. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to Bariatric Life. I wonder if my voice sounds any better. Well, look on the thing. I have been having trouble with my voice being too quiet, and at the end of this episode, it's too quiet too. You need to learn to project from the very bottom of your diaphragm. So, I apologize for last week's episode with my tiny voice, and I apologize for the end of this episode with my tiny voice. It's okay. I have to be right up on the microphone, apparently. Maybe you should be. A little bit closer. Is this close enough? Well, now you're talking quietly. It didn't even register. Is this close enough? Yeah, that looks like it'll do. You can sit, like, in the back of the room and it picks up your voice. But even if I'm, like, six inches away, it doesn't pick up. But that's literally what you spend the most time complaining about, is how loud I am and how much my voice carries. And then you go on, huh? Because you couldn't hear me. Right. Wow. And now I have evidence that you really can't hear me. True. Because I couldn't even hear me. I know. And you were, you're much closer to the mic. I'm a solid two feet away and you're maybe five inches. I know. I hope this sounds better. I do too. So. Anyway. Oh, my throat just made a noise. I wonder if it picked that up. Probably not. Probably not because I have a tiny voice. So this week's episode is with our friend Pepper. I enjoy talking to Pepper. She was a lot of fun. She was a lot of fun. Check it out. And then don't check me out at the end because I'm very quiet. You're there. You're just quiet. I apologize again. Check out Pepper. Pepper, will you give us your Instagram handle? Yeah, it's Peppers by the Pound. And there's dots in there. There are underscores. It's Peppers underscore by underscore the Pound. (laughs) And what was your highest weight? My highest weight, I was at 450. At least that's my highest recorded weight. I think I was actually higher than that at one point in time. But as you know, avoiding the scale, Mm -hmm. uh, I can only imagine what it was. And then what was your surgery weight? I got down to 385 before surgery. My doctor required 30 pounds. So when I saw them, I, I was at 420, which is great weight. Um, And then they, they required 30 pounds and I actually got down just a little bit less than that. Awesome. And then what, where are you currently? I'm at 247 as this morning. So it was one of those things I was like, I need to check because I need to know. But yeah. (laughs) uh, Yeah. So since April, I had my surgery April of 2021. That's awesome. And do you have a a goal in mind? My surgeon didn't give me a goal. I think we're mostly focusing on being healthy and just getting to where I feel comfortable. But just knowing my build and how I was in the past, I'm kind of aiming for about 180 or so mm-hmm. because I'm I'm nearly six foot, oh, yeah. uh, if not at least six foot. So I'm, I'm not a tiny little dainty flower. So, you know, <laughs> I'm never going to be a, an itty bitty thing. I think that sounds like a healthy place for you. Yeah. And I think the main thing is having muscle, just feeling strong, mm-hmm. you know, whatever makes you feel good and something that you feel like you can live with without having to starve yourself in the process. Yeah. 
I, I guess Chris disappeared. He was looking awfully blurry. <laughs> He's like, no, no, we're cutting out now. It's too much already. No, I was going to try and clean the lens and I probably figured people didn't want to see my belly as I lift my <laughs> shirt up to, to light the lens. I mean, that could be a whole new side of the podcast. <laughs> It could be. So, <laughs> yeah, not that kind of podcast. <laughs> you said you had surgery in April. Which one did you have? I got the sleeve. And I actually went to my doctor specifically saying I wanted the sleeve. Whereas most people at that higher weight, they'd immediately go, okay, like you're going to need the whole shebang. Mm -hmm. um, but luckily my surgeon, he sat down and he asked me, he was like, why are you specifically looking for this? And he kind of listened to my reasons and actually paid attention to what I was looking for and oh, agreed with me, which was, I was like, Oh, that's weird. Actually listening. What were your reasons to have that one? I wanted something that was going to have fewer complications specifically with like malabsorption. I know that's a really big problem with the full gastric bypass. Mm -hmm. And with the sleeve, it felt like you could almost go back to a semi quote unquote normal life. Yeah. And so it gave me hope that it's like, well, you know, I might feel a little bit more normal with this. Yeah. To me, it, the the bypass seems scary. And that's it definitely why does. I, I went with the, the sleeve. Oh, just, good. Yeah. It, it just... I don't know. Something about it <laughs> was just, Chris, what are you doing? Trying to fix the camera. <laughs> <laughs> it's just getting worse. Yeah. So <laughs> working against worked, you. It worked fine for 12 hours today. Maybe um, it's tired. <laughs> You're overworking it. <laughs> so what has your whole journey been like? Well, it, Started out like right after the surgery, I actually stayed overnight in the hospital two nights, mainly because when I had my surgery, my blood pressure was, it was off the charts. They almost called off my surgery. It was so bad. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, sick, throwing up. I wasn't very <laughs> awake the first 24 hours. I was yeah. really out of it. So uh, that took a little bit, but as soon as I got out of the hospital, started walking, things really improved drastically. Mm -hmm. I haven't had any complications yet, knock on wood, but, you know, so, but it's one of those things I think like it is for so many people, it's very up and down. You have some good weeks where you're like, oh yeah, the weight's just like sliding off. It's fabulous. And then you, you hit those stalls mm -hmm. and you are questioning everything that you have gone through Yeah, and wondering what you're doing and blaming yourself the whole time. Oh, I, I had one of those weeks weeks and a half just recently oh yeah <laughs> i was like what did i do this is ridiculous i can't enjoy anything yeah but that i mean it's not even true though like oh no i was totally lying to myself oh yeah well i mean and that's the thing especially as women our hormones are gonna play a whole big role in this and especially with water retention and you know your weight retention and even your hunger along the way so it's one mm. of those things you're going to be going up and down. Just wait till you hit like the month long stall. And you're like, I'm about to pull my hair out. Yeah. I'm, I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. Just remember, don't worry. It will end. You will end. That's what I keep hearing. Eventually, but you're going to lose your mind before then. And it's just, it's, it's difficult being kind to yourself along the way and remembering that every pound, you're a pound less than you were months ago. You're several mm -hmm. pounds less than mm -hmm. you were. 
And so having that perspective definitely helps a lot. Chris has to remind me of that all the time. Yes. And it's so I great that you have somebody. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Try being the operative word. Yeah. Were you overweight your whole life? Yeah. Um, when I was born, they actually did a bunch of tests on me because I, I came out with rolls um, and they had to check because my head was too big. Like everything about me, I've just always been big. And I was always the fat kid. I've been on so many diets throughout my entire life. I've been a nutritionalist and on diets since I was about nine years old. Like it's, it, it's been bad. I've been lucky in that my family offered a lot of help along the way to try and fix it, but it's just never gone anywhere. I think the lowest I've ever weighed was 160. And I still had doctors telling me I was huge. So really? it's one of those things where you're like, I'm just not going to win. Just, I'm just not going to win, guys. And we recently found that I've got a problem with my adrenal gland. So, and they said that that was probably something that has been there for a while, which affects your metabolism and everything like that. So they're, they're thinking that may be part of why I've, I was born so big and just have always been big. Mm -hmm. Hold on one second. I'm having the, somebody turn off the dryer. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> hey, can you send them over here to take care of my laundry, please? Well, it kept beeping and it was driving me nuts. Oh, they don't do the laundry. They'll just like turn it off. Oh, well. <laughs> it's okay. still in the dryer. All right. We need to get Dobby in here. Like, give me a house elf. The black and white one is named Dobby. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were talking about him at first. I did. That's what I was looking for him. You're like, what? Where? He's yeah. Like, oh. He's sitting on the couch over here. He's not amused. Oh, he's precious. He, he does zero chores. Well, he doesn't have to. Look at that. Look at that face. You don't have to do know. anything but be beautiful when you look like, like that. I don't even have thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> so it has been a struggle forever and you tried everything. What kind of stuff did you try? Uh, the grapefruit diet, the oh. cabbage soup diet. Um, oh yeah. Don't recommend that one. Um, I, I imagine did... the gas would be terrible with the cabbage. Yes. Oh, my dad also tried the diet at the same time. It was, it was musical. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. It was a symphony at that throw, point in time. Throw a little broccoli on there just for good measure. Oh God. <laughs> it was horrible. Um, I mean, like I did Nutrisystems, Jenny Craig, you know, mm. Weight Watchers. I went to a dietitian that gave me shots to make, keep me from losing weight. I mean, if, if there's an ability, if you can do it, I've tried it. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I did not try the cabbage soup though. Yeah, don't recommend it. Not a fan. <laughs> yeah, it was almost as bad as the sweet potato diet where it's like you eat sweet potatoes three meals a day and that's it. Oh, at first that sounded kind of good, but then yeah, that, that it might doesn't... be good for like two days. Yeah, a sweet potato for every meal, three meals a day. That. No. That, yeah. <laughs> it got old very fast. I can tell you that. Yeah. Much. <laughs> but hey, I mean, was regular. There were no problems in that regard. <laughs> it was fabulous. And why did you choose the uh, the surgeon that you went to? I chose, I went with um, Atlanta Bariatrics, Dr. Johnson. He is amazing. And I, the reason I went with him is because he is like 
Whoa, you can hear my my monster started growling there. <laughs> um, he is one of the best um, in this area, especially. But he he like, teaches it the surgery. He's got several licenses. He's very well spoken um, of in the community as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I just couldn't find a surgeon with better glowing recommendations. And it was one of those things when you went in and met him as well, he just had the knowledge that he just made you feel comfortable from the start. There was no question about it. And it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I found the good one. That's uncomfortable now. Yeah. I didn't realize until recently that there really is the option to interview surgeons. Oh yeah. And And see who's the best fit for you. Yeah. And that's really big because I mean, you're going to be stuck with these people for years not just at the end of surgery. And I think that's what a lot of people forget because they think, you know, I'm just going to go get the surgery and that's it. And it's like, no, Mm -hmm. you should have a surgeon that wants to be there for you years afterwards, that wants to follow up with you and who's going to help monitor your condition because you can have complications long after the initial surgery. And you want somebody that's going to be there to help answer those questions. Mm And, you know, and that same goes with the rest of the team, you know, because they should be working directly with a dietitian as well as their administrative staff. And it should be somebody within that whole team that you're comfortable working with. And if you get weird vibes, if they're dismissive, then you don't need to be there because you'll find somebody that's going to be there to help hold your hand the whole way. That's great. What has been your favorite non-scale victory? I almost cried when I went to a restaurant and I'm sure, I don't know if you've ever been this big, but where they say, okay, we're going to take you to a booth. And immediately that panic of, oh my God, I'm not going to fit. I am not going to fit in the booth. And I got in there and I slid in and I had like two hands worth of space and I I was on a date and I took a picture (laughs) and my date was just looking at me going, I explained it to him and he's like, oh, congratulations. It's amazing. And I was like, just ignore me if I start crying. And I was, you know, I <laughs> sent it to my mom. And, but yeah, I think that was a big thing. Cause that is such a phobia when you get that big, that you're like, mm-hmm. I'm going to break the chair. I'm not going to fit. So that was a huge <sighs> one for me. That's awesome. And then what are your favorite non-food rewards? So I'm a bit of a nerd, um, if you can't tell from some of the stuff I've got in the background over here. So I uh, buy myself like a book or I, I have a Paradise Falls jug from the movie Up and I'm putting money in it every time I lose 10 pounds. And so I'm saving up. So I'll use that to give myself a pedicure or to go see a movie, Mm. you know, little things like that, because food rewards were so ingrained Mm -hmm. in my life, as I know it is for a lot of people at this stage. And, you know, it's like I'm saving up for new underwear and stuff like that. It's like a new wardrobe eventually. And just seeing that jar fill up is a reward in and of itself. Cause you can look at it and just be like, Oh, I'm running out of space. That's great. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go spin something. <laughs> I had to buy new underwear today actually. And I take a picture or Chris took a picture for me, but it's the old pair with the new pair. And there's a pretty significant difference between the two. And they were two sizes uh, smaller. And I was like, rock on. They're not even like, the plus size underwear. Oh my (laughs) God, that is amazing. I know. It was just like the regular pack of Hanes or whatever. That's where you're like, hey, everybody. I know. Flashing the undies to everyone, (laughs) you know. 
I'm right. Hey, I ought to keep like that other pair for inspiration or something. Oh yeah. Always keep, <laughs> you know, an old pair of jeans, undies, bra, and a shirt. Cause you're going to want to look at those and be like, I can't believe I used to wear that. Cause the body dysmorphia is real and you mm -hmm. won't realize how much you've dropped until your underwear literally, literally ends up around your ankles, which yeah. has happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing non-scale victory. <laughs> not so much for the people that were around me at the gas station. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a bit much, I think, for them on a Monday morning. <laughs> then you have to very so carefully pick them up. <laughs> exactly. Oh, just ignore that, guys. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Oh, that's funny. Do you do any kind of working out or exercise? I I have my dogs. I call them my personal trainers. And uh, I work from home. So instead of like a normal break, I take 15 minute little walks around the track with them, which they love. And if I miss, I get yelled at. So, you know, that really helps. Um, and then I'm trying to integrate things that I will do regularly because before it was always, oh, you got to work out really hard. You got to basically like just break yourself down every mm -hmm. workout. And I've learned, you know, it just makes you not want to go. So I'm yeah. trying to find things that are sustainable, things that I'm going to look forward to and enjoy. So um, I do like yoga or Pilates. I do some kickboxing, some lifting, you know, and uh, I got a video game system recently that lets you like punch stuff. And oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like fun. Right. It's, you know, the whole thing is make being active fun mm -hmm. and, you know, and then it's not a workout for you. It's just existing. Yeah. Chris and I have been taking walks most nights of the week and that we look forward to it. Like it's, exactly. it's not exercise. And I didn't at first, like now I, cause I work from home too. So, you know, it'll, it'll be about four o'clock is when I get off and when she gets off and usually takes her about 45 minutes to an hour to get home. So that gives me time to put on real shoes, take off my daytime pajamas, put on my <laughs> nighttime pajamas, you know, get, get ready to go out and go walk. And I mean, there've been a couple of times she came home and she was like, I could just tell like she didn't really want to go walk because it was a long day or, you know, dealing with the, the various BS at work, but, you know, down there in, in tennis shoes and not flannel pajama pants, like, hey, let's go for a walk. Exactly. And that was the main thing because I I used to hate any form of exercise. Like after trying for so many years, I had a point where I was going to work out six hours a day at a gym and I had a personal trainer and I wasn't losing weight and it just became so disheartening. And so mm -hmm. I changed it now to where I'm like, okay, it's my break. I can get up, get away from the crazy people that I'm working with. I can mm -hmm. take take a step away from the computer and just breathe some fresh air. And, you know, just helping to set that new mindset made a huge difference. And now, yeah. like you said, you look forward to it where you're like, oh, it's just a breath of fresh air from the day. Yeah. And, and we just, you know, we talk about our day or what we are going to do that night or the weekend or whatever. And it's just, it's good time for us together, but then we're also doing well for our bodies. Too. Exactly. Exactly. Although the other day it was really windy and the <laughs> resistance 
<laughs> was incredible. <laughs> like, oh, here we go. Oh, please. I thought he was going to go downstairs and then come bark at me. Yeah, go get him down. <laughs> um, but yeah, the resistance was crazy. And we were like having trouble walking. And the next day we're both sore. <laughs> we're like, that's the best workout we've had ever. Oh yeah. Just wait until the heat comes. And then it's going to be like, you're just dripping by the time you get inside. And yeah. yeah. Oh, not looking forward to that. Not going to lie. Hard pass. Yeah. Well, especially like as you lose weight, you get those extra dangly bits and the, the loose skin. And I mean, you're sitting there. It's, it is not very pleasant, especially when like, in like you get the injuries and the rashes and it's you sit there going i didn't even know that little piece of skin could sweat like that oh yeah yeah and i mean ladies with the under boob sweat that's a thing already and then with the bariatric surgery they're the first thing to go so it's just mm -hmm. it's sad under there now <laughs> it is. it's very sad what has been the most physically challenging part of your journey Ooh, sorry about that. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> I would say probably dealing with hunger still, mm -hmm. um, which I wasn't expecting because I thought, you know, they always tell you, oh, right after the surgery, you're not going to be hungry ever again. And the problem is, is I, you know, I had binge eating um, disorder. And so it was one of those things where a lot of it was mental, where I was bored. I was emotional. I was, mm -hmm. you know not feeling hundred percent. And my go-to was to grab something to eat mm -hmm. and to use that as a comfort for myself and protection for myself. And so my mind was telling me I'm still starving, even yeah. though my stomach is like, seriously, no, you're going to get sick. Um, so that was something I had to, and I still, I have some weeks where my mind just immediately is like, okay, you're starving all the time right now. Mm -hmm. And I have to remind myself, no, I'm not hungry. I'm just bored or I'm nervous or something like mm -hmm. that. So that's been the major thing I've been struggling with even now. And I think I probably will yeah. for the rest of my life. Mine, mine is the boredom or, or the routine. Like, okay, we're, we're, going to go lay down in bed we're going to have some bed snacks <laughs> we're going to turn the tv off and go to sleep and it's that it, part of its boredom part of its just habit yeah oh yeah and that's so hard to break and um one of the things i've learned that has helped me is i i got like a little icy machine and that's become like my new obsession is I'll make myself an icy with sugar-free syrup or I'll put protein, you know, shake on it. Mm -hmm. And because it gives you that crunch, your mind thinks you're eating something, but it's letting you have additional liquid intake, which as you know, that's a constant struggle mm -hmm. uh, with the bariatric surgery. So it has that, it satiates that hunger, mm -hmm. gives you something to do, helps with the boredom, all yeah. of that. That's a great idea. What what is it? An icy machine? Yeah, like a shaved ice machine. Uh, you can oh, get them on Amazon. Snoopy. Yes. Yeah, the, the old Snoopy, Snoopy machine. Exactly. And then you can get just any sugar-free syrup, mm -hmm. you know, or like I said, I do mine half that and half of a protein shake that's already pre-mixed. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's, you know, I, I think it's a treat because it's like, oh, it's sweet. And especially as the heat comes on with the summer, mm -hmm. it's fabulous because you're, you're sitting there sweating hot after a workout or something. You have one of those. That's a great idea. I know what I'm doing after we're done talking. <laughs> 
This is like, yay, another kitchen appliance. Oh yeah, you got to find, you got to add some shelves in there. <laughs> you got to make room for them between the air fryer, the icy machine, the little mini waffle makers. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so this is on topic at not. I never had a Snoopy Snowco machine growing up. And I really felt like I was deprived as a human. Well, then I bought one. I bought one when I was like almost 30 years old. And that thing does not make very good shaped ice. No, it doesn't. No, I was it doesn't. so disappointed. <laughs> you had it built up in so your head? Yes. A lifetime of snow cones? Yes. I was like, I missed out all those years. And then you're cranking that little thing and it's barely putting out any shaped ice. It was terrible. Yeah. But now you got to remember though, that was the Snoopy machine was back in the seventies and eighties. Now they've got Kona ice, which is basically like, you know, frozen, frozen crack for kids. Yeah. You know, Do you have it, Kona ice where you are? No, we have, um, oh, what is it called? Snowballs, mm. I think is what the company is called. But yeah, I mean, you get them anywhere and it's like, I'm going to be spending the rest of my life here. Thank you. Yes. I didn't yeah. know I needed this, but now I do for the rest of my life. <laughs> and yeah. they're everywhere. Yeah. Wherever hey, I mean, kids congregate, there they are. Exactly. Just follow the, follow the screaming sounds. <laughs> the worst of the ice them. cream man. It, it really is. Oh, yeah. No, give so, him a car. He'll be set. <laughs> <laughs> so the hunger that wasn't really a hunger was challenging would you call that also your emotional your biggest emotional challenge actually my biggest emotional challenge I think is I used my weight as protection mm -hmm. uh, I feel very awkward whenever I get attention which is weird because I'm sharing stuff on Instagram but <laughs> um, and, and I've got my little YouTube channel that doesn't do anything but it's there but especially like from the men counterpart no mm -hmm. offense, Chris. Um, <laughs> but I they I used it as a shield to keep from getting attention from them. So mm -hmm. that's something that as I've noticed they're starting to pay more attention, that has been a big thing. And I, I find myself wanting to self-sabotage a lot mm -hmm. because of that. So that is something I, I'm also kind of dealing with. Um, I, I mean, I still have a long ways to go before I know it's going to, you know, the guys are really going to pay attention, but it's still one of those things where it's like, you can just see it on the horizon and remember what used to happen. And it's like, oh, just yeah. not looking forward to that. Well, speaking of, what are you looking forward to? I think I'm looking forward to getting back into things I loved. Because, you know, when you're bigger, you don't do the things you love as much. Mm -hmm. You don't go out as often, you, you know, and I'm not a social butterfly. Like, I'm practically half vampire. Keep me inside in the dark. I'm happy. But, you know, getting to go like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Cha-Cha, no ma'am. Cha-Cha, what a great name. Yeah, she's a Havanese and they're uh, from Cuba. And so she, and she dances. So um, she stands up and dances. So it's like, very it's appropriate. Um, but uh, just like I got back into keeping fish. I used to have a bunch of fish tanks at one point in time. And so I got back into that and I used to do equine photography, but I stopped because I couldn't stand for that long, mm -hmm. let alone carrying, you know, huge bags of cameras. So right. that's something that I'm really wanting to get back into and even just trying new things. Like I want to get into archery and stuff like that, that I 
couldn't have done before. So mm-hmm. there's a lot to look forward to in that regard that really does kind of push you in the right direction, even when you've got those doubts in your mm-hmm. head still. I know that I would try to avoid social situations or like even seeing my best friends, like we're all kind of spread out everywhere. And I, I didn't even want to like go hang out with them whenever, you know, COVID allowed us to. And then I would think like, oh my God, they're judging me. They're sitting there thinking, wow, Amanda's really gained some weight. And I'm looking forward to seeing some friends and feeling less giant, I guess, but, and, and they're not even judgy people. Like, so there's no reason for me to think that, but I just, I would avoid it as much as I could. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we all hear that in our head, you know, you, you build up that phobia because society told us that we weren't supposed to like who we are and, you know, all of that, we're supposed to have those insecurities. And so when you do go out in public and even with people that you trust, you wonder if they're thinking the same thing. And Mm so, yeah, I mean, and that's that you can only make so many excuses before your friends just stop going, well, just don't ask her because she's going to say no, you know, so that's really exciting. I hope that you'll share with us when you do go out and, you know, wear cute outfits, you know. (laughs) Oh, I don't, I don't have cute outfits. I'm a jeans and t-shirt kind of gal. I mean, those can still be cute. Those are yeah. got some pretty cute t-shirts. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> Another that's like that make your butt look good. Oh, yeah. well, not right now because they keep falling off. But <laughs> Even that's better. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> Let's just hope it's not at the gas station on Monday morning. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> or at least if they if it happens, wear a long enough shirt. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I know that for me, one of my turning points was when I, and this was when I had gone to actually see one of my friends in Chicago. And I just felt like I couldn't keep up because she's active and she and her husband walk everywhere and do all that stuff. And I just felt like I couldn't keep up. Was there some kind of turning point for you? Yeah. I, a few years ago, I, my back was injured by a physical therapist. (laughs) Um, uh, Not why you go to see them. Um, A few years ago, I used to be a horseback rider, broke my hip a couple times. Don't, I don't recommend that. And over the years, of course, you gain weight, get older, things start hurting. So I went to one and they put me on a machine that ended up essentially pinching my sciatic nerve all the way up. Um, I had three herniated discs and they, I was essentially bed bound for three months because I had one of my legs stopped working. Mm -hmm. And, um, on top of that, the pain was just, I was on so many pills and it just didn't matter. And so I was sitting there, you know, at this point I was what, 35 or so. And I'm sitting here thinking, you know, at this age, I'm supposed to be looking towards helping take care of my parents. And instead they're having to come help take care of me because Mm -hmm. I'm stuck in bed. And my orthopedic surgeon, I ended up having to have uh, two back surgeries Um, one for the actual injury and then two, because I ended up with MRSA, uh, in my spine, um, which was great. Um, so after, after that, my surgeon pulled me aside and he said, if you don't lose the weight, you're going to be back on my table in another two years Mm -hmm. and you need to lose it fast. 
And so I had doctors telling me ever since I was 16, I should have weight loss surgery. Keep in mind, this is when I was 160. I didn't need weight loss surgery at that point in time. You know, it was one of those things where I was like, you know, it's time. Like I've tried everything else. I'm working on getting the rest of my health in order. I can't wait. Otherwise I'm going to end up having to have, you know, titanium and goodness knows what else put up and down my spine in order to just live. And I want to be there to help take care of my parents. So that that's Chris. His back is titanium. Yeah. I'm <laughs> so sorry. It's not fun. No, no, it is not. Well, and it's like, you know, when not he's not even quite 40 yet. And it's like he can barely use his back for anything. Exactly. Yeah, it was when we moved from Florida back to Tennessee, you know, my my wife and my two oldest who are daughters. So I, I'm sitting here, the, the guy, you know, the one that's supposed to be the heavy lifter and the one that's, you know, contributing to the manual labor. And I'm just telling my wife, my daughters, move this there, do that <laughs> there. And, and I, I thought like, if somebody drove by, they're going to think I am such an asshole. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. But I can't lift more than 35 pounds. Yeah. 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 And that's, I mean, it's so debilitating. Like, I mean, I couldn't lift my dog who, you know, mm. and I've got mine are teeny tiny compared to your monsters in the back. So, it, you know, is <laughs> one of those things. It's just, it makes you feel horrible because mm-hmm. you are so limited and then you have to sit there and go, okay, well, if I do this, is it going to make it worse? Cause you don't want to make it worse for everyone else around you. Right. So is there anything specific? Like you had said the photography, is it, do you have like something planned specifically that you're going to be doing soon? No. Um, I, I'm just going to go looking for horse shows and go out and, uh, see what I can find. I used to, I was a horse breeder for a while. I had my own farm and all of that for many years. And so I'm going to just kind of shove myself back into that community Mm -hmm. and be like, I'm here, I'm taking photos. If you want them, you can have them, that kind of thing. And, you know, see where it goes. But it's just the idea of being able to stand for long periods Mm -hmm. is amazing. You know, um, I told somebody, I was like, I did the dishes the other day and I stood the whole time and it wasn't a big deal. I wasn't winded. I wasn't tired, you know? And they're like, "Uh, yeah. And, and they're, you're celebrating. And I'm like, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. You don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And for me, that would be like, well, my back wasn't hurting while I was standing there doing the dishes. Exactly. Yeah. Where you're like leaning over the same Mm -hmm. part of the time. Yeah. 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 You know, and I'm like, you don't understand. Yeah, both elbows. And you're just like, you're scrubbing the dish and you're drying the dish, just counting down the hours. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I I would get that way whenever, when we clean the house and my house portion is the kitchen. And like by the end of it, my back would just be killing me. And I'd be like, oh my God, is this ever going to be over? And it had been like, you know, 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're like, Oh God, I didn't realize it was that bad, (laughs) you know, and that's what made me so mad. I listened to, you know, somebody and they were talking about, you know, workouts and they were like, you got to really work out. And they're like, standing up isn't a workout. And I was like, oh, yes, it is. (laughs) I am sorry. There are, you know, I was like, there were times where just getting up and down Mm -hmm. was a workout. 
And it's like, you know what, if you can do that and you couldn't do that the day before, by God, that is a victory. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, but people don't realize all of that extra weight just makes everything so much harder. Mm -hmm. And you don't even realize it yourself until you go back. Like, um, you know, I, I recently hit the 200 mark since my highest weight ever. And I was like, that's the same weight as a refrigerator. And I was like, I was carrying around a refrigerator's worth of extra weight. Yeah. And I can't imagine doing that. No wonder you're hurting. Mm -hmm. You know? So it's like, yeah, standing was hard. Just, mm -hmm. it, I was lucky I was breathing at that point in time, guys. Yeah, we had, a, I took a picture when I had lost 27 pounds. I took a picture with our dog food because we have, you know, giant dogs, giant dog food. <laughs> And that bag is so heavy, like 27 pounds is a lot whenever you're trying to hold it. And I was like, wow, like, I can't believe I was able to get rid of this. Exactly. And you don't realize it until you're back holding it again. You're like, oh, all right. Mm -hmm. That's a lot more substantial than I anticipated. Mm -hmm. I actually didn't even think about until you brought it up about doing the dishes and cleaning that. I didn't realize that my back wasn't hurting until we were just talking about it. Yay, another victory. Yeah, um, that's amazing. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you just have to do more dishes and laundry. I'm sorry. Oh, bummer. <laughs> right? It's like, oh, now I, now I don't have an excuse not to do it. I know. Chris is like, yeah, you should have folded it earlier. <laughs> What tips would you give to somebody starting out in their journey? So the main thing is don't skip meals. That's one big thing. I was really bad about doing that when I was bigger and before the surgery. I recently had a really bad health scare. I I was feeling myself. I was being productive, doing all the things. And the next thing I knew, I was on the floor in a place in the house where I wasn't before had bruises all over me. My head was hurting and I had apparently passed out from my blood sugar getting way too low. And I didn't even mm -hmm. know this was something I had to worry about. And, um, when I talked to the doctor about it, they were like, yeah, you essentially had like the equivalent of like a seizure, you know, that kind of thing. And it could kill you. It was a, um, an episode they said. And so I was like, Oh, okay. So they're like, yeah, you got to make sure to keep every three to four hours, you need to put something in you, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and that can just be a protein shake or whatever, but just as good as you may feel, keep yourself hydrated and eat something. And all along the way, just go easy on yourself because your weight's going to go up and down. It's not going to constantly go down. You're not going to have big jumps and leaps and that's okay because you're not where you were before. And that's mm -hmm. all that matters. And as long as you keep up those healthy habits and you keep trying, then you're going in the right direction and you're changing your life. And that's amazing. What you said is amazing. I love that. <laughs> well, thank you. I had, I was, I'm still not convinced that this is true, but the scale like jumped like two pounds like a couple days ago. And I'm like, I don't believe this. I don't think this is real. There's a glitch somewhere. <laughs> and so I keep, I keep waiting. Like it's going to go back up. I just know it because I've seen the pattern and it's now starting to get a little more normal for me mentally just to see that 
how how it does go up and down and so i'm like yeah i've seen this happen before we're not really there yet you're like i've got my eye on you mm -hmm. i'm watching what you're doing here I see yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yeah no don't trust the scale and yeah i mean that's another big thing take measurements take photos mm -hmm. and save those old clothes because you're gonna have trouble seeing your victories i mean even you know i've lost 200 pounds I don't see it. I still see myself as the person I was, even though I'm almost literally half the person I was. Yeah. And it's one of those things. There are going to be times when the scale is going to be a jerk and he's not going to go anywhere and you're going to feel defeated. But if you look at those inches, if you look at those photos, they'll help remind you of where you came from and see that you are going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Then you can just sit there and give the finger to the scale and move on with your life and go back to a healthier mental place. Mm -hmm. Well, I was having a, a lot of trouble seeing it. And we did a comparison photo that was about two months apart. And I was like, wow, it, it's really there. Oh, yeah. That's why I love those face to face Fridays and stuff yeah. like that. Transformation, transformation, if I can talk, <laughs> Tuesdays. You know, because it, it encourages people, you know, yeah. hey, look at this because you may not see it, but maybe they can see it, mm -hmm. you know, and just have that having that reference there is going to make sure that, you know, mentally and emotionally that you are rewarded for all mm -hmm. the hard work that you're putting into it, you know. Because we are our own Debbie Downers. We will talk ourselves down and put ourselves down oh, for sure. You know, and sometimes you do need that reinforcement, that positive reinforcement to just keep you going, even when the scale is being asked. Mm -hmm. Well, I find I talk to myself so terribly, so terribly. And and like if I step back and think like if somebody was talking to my husband this way or my children or my best friends, like I would, you know, step in and give them what for. But why do I allow myself to do it to my, to me, you know, like it's terrible. Oh yeah. And that's something that I've been doing because I, I heard somebody, they were talking about a scientific study where, you know, they were talking about like plants, plants grew better in a more positive like environment, obviously. Mm -hmm. And whereas when they were put in with like heavy metal and stuff like that, they didn't grow as well, that kind of thing. But it was that yelling, screaming, that negative energy. Mm -hmm. And talking about how it really does affect the way that your brain works and the way that your body works. And so anytime I, I go back to that cycle, like you said, that's just how we are. We'll sit there and we'll rip ourselves apart. Mm -hmm. But instead, I'll start to do that. And then I'll go, you know, no, try to think of something good that I've done. Mm -hmm. One thing, think of how a friend or a family member would reference this instead mm -hmm. and try to look at it that way, knowing that you do have these people in your life that love you and care for you and want you to succeed. And even though our mental negativity is going to tell you no the whole time, mm -hmm. you know, you have these people in your life that do want those good things. So even if you can't tell yourself that, well, think of how they would tell you. Mm -hmm. And use that as your new mental voice to bombard the negative one that you have until it eventually gets to where you can finally think those good things about yourself. Yeah. I guess ultimately that's the goal to yeah. be kind to yourself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we're, we don't have to be perfect. You just have to be you.
And that's all anyone can ask. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're trying, that's the best. That's the best you can do. It may not always be what you want <laughs> and it may not always come out the way you want, mm -hmm. but that effort means the world to everyone. And it means the world to you because you're changing your life with every bit of effort that you put forth. So brilliantly put. <laughs> I'm going to have to add that to my resume. Nobody will believe. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any other parting words or anything? Well, I mean, invest in baby powder. <laughs> um, I honestly, cause yeah, the, that was one thing I, you know, and take your vitamins. Hair loss is a thing you're going to deal with. Mm -hmm. Hair growth is something you can look forward to. Yeah. And did, you know, just, did you have bad hair loss? Oh yeah. Uh, I, I had handfuls of hair, um, I actually did a whole bunch of research on it because I was like, what is going on with this? Mm -hmm. um, and there's a medical term. It's, oh God, telogen effluvium is what it's called. That's, That's a fun type. word. Right? <laughs> it makes me sound like a dollar word. <laughs> my glasses up. Uh, <laughs> and essentially it's your hair goes into a resting phase after a traumatic event. And so you'll see that after surgery, after a big nutritional change, after childbirth, mm -hmm. um, anything like that. And so when your hair goes into this resting phase, it doesn't come out of it. And that's why your hair starts dropping it so extremely. And that'll happen usually between three and seven months after a major traumatic event, like mm -hmm. in like surgery or anything like that. So we'll lose normally about 50 to 100 hairs a day, give or take. And then during the TE phase, you're going to lose two to three times that easily a day. Mm. And so that's why you'll see those huge chunks of hair come out. Mm -hmm. But the good thing is, is that if you take your vitamins and if you do look after your body and you stay hydrated, that and you take, make sure you're getting in your protein. That's a big thing that will grow back in time. So you get this awesome like baby fuzz moment. You can see the little, the hairs are growing. They're go yeah, there's a halo at all times. Um, you know, so it will come back, but it just takes some healing, mm -hmm. unfortunately. And it does take time. Yeah. I like, I like it takes healing. I like that. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. That's one thing that I'm like kind of freaked out about. I don't know why, but because I really, I want to get rid of all this hair if I'm being honest, but then at the same time, the idea of losing it frightens me. <laughs> well, for a lot of bigger people, especially our hair is our vanity. It's our mm -hmm. one vanity that we had because, you know, we may not like the rest of our body, but we usually have beautiful hair. And so that was the one thing we had pride in. And then you have the surgery and that's one thing you are going to lose there. I, People will say, oh, no, I didn't lose any bull, bull sheet. I am calling you out on it. <laughs> you have lost hair. You may not have noticed because they had thicker hair, mm -hmm. but you are going to be losing it. And so it's one of those things like that was our one thing we felt beautiful about ourselves. And to lose that is huge, especially when you feel so uncomfortable in your body mm -hmm. as you're losing this weight, as you're getting saggy skin and, you know, new roles that you didn't know existed. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things seeing that go, it, it makes you wonder, like, did I make a mistake? Have, mm -hmm. have I lost the one beautiful thing about myself? And 
I try to see it more like a, you know, caterpillar turning into a butterfly, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to turn into a gross mushy goo inside that cocoon before we come out beautiful in the end. That's, I love that. You love I that love mushy that. goo? Yes, I do. <laughs> I love mushy goo. <laughs> but I, I love that analogy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and it's one of those things you know, cutting your hair, uh, when I went and got mine cut, cause I had my hair down mid, my mid back purple mm. and pink, you know, it was all kinds of fun colors right now. It's just purple. But when I went to my hairdresser, she said, you know, a lot of people, they don't realize that you hold on to trauma in your cells. And so when you cut your hair, it's a way of releasing that trauma. And so, and they're like, maybe not literally, but Mm -hmm. it's just, it holds on to a lot of negative energy for you. So that's why when, you know, they always say, oh, you can tell she's, she's having a breakdown because she's changing her hair. Yeah. There's a reason behind that because it does have that mental release and it gives you kind of that refreshment of, oh, I'm a new person. Oh, I have a new mindset. Mm -hmm. So, you know, look forward to instead as one of your uh, NSVs go get a new haircut, a new hairstyle, do something fun with it. Maybe that you wouldn't have tried before because you know, your hair is going to grow back. You know, it's going to come back healthier than ever. And it's going to be the whole new you that you get to celebrate at that time. Hmm. I just love you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love you guys too. (laughs) I need you to be like my personal life coach. Oh yeah. My personal pepper. I'll be your temper. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, it's, it's all about the attitude and I have my, my spicy days as well. So, you know, that <laughs> happens too, but you know, no, I, it's, it's all about trying to help other people and mm-hmm. making sure that we're trying to keep a positive mindset and positive environment for everyone, because we've all been in those worst times. We've all been in those moments where we felt like we had nowhere to go and we were isolated. And that's part of why I started sharing like what happened with me. Cause when I first started, I thought I was going to fail. Like I broke down after I had my surgery. I was like, I'm not going to lose anything. I'm going to fail. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. just like I did before. And so that's why I waited until three quarters of the way through to finally share what's happening with everyone else. But I realized that I should have been doing it from the start because people we need to talk. We need to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. And we need to be honest about these journeys and about who we are and about what's going on rather than the pretty Instagram that we always see. We need to mm-hmm. see the true, you know, because it's not going to always be pretty. <laughs> yeah. But we can make it a better, more positive experience by sharing what we're going through with others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's... I have found the weight loss community, the weight loss surgery community to be very inspirational and, and, you know, 99% positive. And I really enjoy instead of, you know, some people probably or do get on and compare themselves. And I don't do that. I found, I, I find other people's stories more inspirational and motivational than, comparing and saying those Debbie Downer things to myself. So for me, like Instagram is a huge support group, basically. 
Oh yeah. And that's, I mean, that is amazing. I got to say to have that kind of mindset where you're not comparing yourself because that's how we're always trying to keep up mm -hmm. with the Joneses kind of thing. So the fact that you have that positive mindset already is huge. So I'm so proud of you for that because oh, that's, that's big. And yeah, there are so many amazing people that I've met in this community already and just seeing their transformations and seeing how hard they're still working. Like mm -hmm. you said, it's such an inspiration because you know, you can, you can understand where they've come from. Mm -hmm. And just knowing that there were other people going through this too, you know, you don't feel as alone mm -hmm. and it's, it's incredible. It's amazing. I love this community so much. I do too. And plus I got to meet you guys through it. So it makes it yeah. even better. You. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, you know, everyone loves Chris because yes. he's always super chatty. I keep picking on him about it. Hey, he was very chatty in this one. <laughs> he had barbs in there. Like he, he was throwing it out there. But Chris, we got to ask, what are, what's one of the things that you want to know that you're afraid to ask? Long pause. Oh man, I don't, I don't even know being on the spot. Oh yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> I got nothing. All right. Well, I mean, I already shared the embarrassing boob sweat and the underwear <laughs> dropping. So I mean, you've already. I I told you, you were gonna learn way more about me than you ever wanted. To I know. mean, <laughs> we as guys, we we have man boob sweat, and you know, you you wind up things sticking to the sides of your legs. That's never comfortable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just wait till the boobs start doing that too. Cause I mean, they're deflating, <laughs> they're hanging. It's, it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> the man boobs. But yeah, no, I, you know, I appreciate both of you guys doing this and just opening up about your own personal journey. And, you know, it's great that you have such a support system there with you to kind of help you every step of the way. That's amazing. We've really enjoyed talking to other people as well. That has been so much fun. Oh yeah. All and the like, stories are incredible. And I'm, I am like not a social person. It's so like the very, <laughs> the very first one I was like, Oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? Like, I don't know what I'm doing, but then, you know, it's just having a conversation and having fun and I enjoy it. Exactly. I mean, you get to commiserate <laughs> together, you mm -hmm. know, and it's fun learning just how people think and yeah. what they've gone through. And, you know, it gives you a better perspective on your own story in the end. Mm -hmm. It sure does. Well, we will go ahead and let you go so you can go on with your evening and maybe cha-cha or something. Oh, yeah. My, my personal trainer demands walkies. <laughs> so that's, that's going to be a thing. I've been slacking off and sitting in a chair for an hour and that is not allowed. Oh, how dare you? I know, right? The audacity. You're going to you're gonna have to work double as hard tonight. Oh, don't worry. She drags me. She's only 25 <laughs> pounds, but it's it's a thing. She's a powerhouse. I'm going to give that puppy some walks. Oh, yes. Well, thank you both so much. This thank you. So We've so fun. enjoyed talking to you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Have, have a good, good one. Bye. Thanks. You too. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Pepper as much as we did. I really enjoyed talking to her. She really is so upbeat and just, I like that she reminds everyone that, you know, 
she had a lot of positive things and, you know, really kind of reminds you that, and I know you hate the word journey, but everybody's journey is unique and everybody starts at different places and different milestones for, for different people are, I don't know where I was going with that. You're sounding really intelligent that, today. <laughs> the words in the sentence making is hard. I wonder who we're going to talk to next time. I don't know. I don't think we've actually recorded it yet. I don't think we have either. Maybe it's just us talking. Maybe it is. So I've decided I really dislike the word journey, but yet I use it all the time. You do. And I looked up synonyms, and there really isn't a good alternative. Voyage. Adventure. Coolio is not a sponsor. (laughs) But if you'd like to be, (laughs) that'd be cool. Join us next week when we maybe talk to Ashley, maybe talk to each other. Maybe it's just dead air. That would suck. Um, 45 minutes of dead air. That would. Dogs playing in the background, a rooster crowing. Yeah. Me yelling at various animals. I noticed, too, that I say, that's terrible, a lot. And I almost said it just now, so I stopped myself. 45 minutes of silence would be terrible. Not necessarily. If it's 45 minutes in the middle of the day, no calls, no dogs, no kids. I drove to work in complete silence the other day. See? It was 45 minutes of bliss. Nothing going on but me and my thoughts. Which that's probably scarier than just listening to music. Yeah. Join us next week. Who knows what we'll have. Pretty sure it'll be another interview. Probably. Love you, bye. This is just a reminder that neither Amanda nor Chris are doctors, and you should always talk to your doctor before making any changes. This is our journey and our opinions. You can always find us on Instagram at Bariatric Life Podcast and help support us by clicking subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We hope to have new episodes every Sunday.